It's Wednesday, so it's Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, it's been a really, really busy day. And the first thing I saw this morning was a well-known investment bank saying that ShopRite was going to open at 145 Rand per share. It's trading in the 150s at the moment, but still a big move to the downside. Yes. Look, the market knew that ShopRite has had a tough time over the last while. A few problems in South Africa, but that's really, well, there's two problems in South Africa. First of all, a problem with their systems and with their distribution center, but they're one-offs. And then secondly, they need food inflation to, to start showing actual sales growth. But the real problem set in the rest of Africa and there in particular, Angola. Hmm. Angola suffered from a massive currency devaluation, 85%. And when you translate that into rands, you can imagine what that does to the rand value of, of any sales they do there. But maybe even more importantly, imagine if your currency falls 85% in one year, what that does to domestic demand and domestic inflation and the domestic consumer in Angola. Yeah. So they had two fantastic years before then where sales were up 70% year on year in Angola. But now, unfortunately, they've hit this. So... The only problem for the market was the extent of the effect on profit. So the market sort of thought maybe profits are down 10%, and it's turned out, depending on which accounting rule you use to account for hyperinflation in a particular territory, the earnings are down somewhere between minus 18 and minus 30%. So it was the extent of the fall in earnings that caught the market Unawares. However, let's put all of that behind us. It's in circumstances like this where you get the opportunity to buy a true quality company at a cheap price. Right. So I think you go out and you buy ShopRite at these prices. You've been saying that about every single retailer. I mean, and, and you've always been very yep. honest with me. And you've always said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at timing the market. I sell too yes. early. I buy too early. But it really does seem this time that the, the retailers have been bombed out so badly and people have thrown in the towel or algorithmic traders have punished Correct. them unnecessarily. And therefore, as you quite rightly say, if you choose a company that has quality, has good management, has a good balance sheet, has a good track record, then it's it, you can't, no. it's, it's not that you can't go wrong, but certainly you've got a good chance of being right. Correct. And all ShopRite only needs one thing to happen, and that's food inflation to come back into the system, and it will. Now, no matter what any, everyone thinks when they shop at Woolworths or anywhere else about how food prices have gone through the roof, ShopRite's own statistics say that food inflation on the baskets of foods that they sell is up 0.2% year on year. Wow. So the moment food inflation comes back, profit will return. And, of course, you assume that Angola doesn't have another minus 85% next year. Strange, isn't it? South African companies do very well for a certain amount of time in certain other jurisdictions. And yes. then suddenly, whether it be a so-called developed world country like the United Kingdom or a geography like the United Kingdom or a close by African neighbor, we always mm. seem to get stuffed up. Look, if you put it all in a pot and stir it, mm. excluding the mining companies, the mining companies have been all over the world forever exclude the South African mining companies. But if you take all the other South African companies and put it in a pot 
it has not been successful expansions outside of South Africa. A few notable exceptions, but generally speaking, has not been successful at all. And I think they regret intensely going into any of those jurisdictions. But maybe me being a portfolio manager, maybe I am too short term. Maybe when you're a manager of a major company, you've got to take a 20 of you. Yeah. But it has not been good. Hasn't been good at all. Okay, shop right down around about 15%. Uh, we know that you're a buyer and you've nailed your colours to the mast there. You'll probably be right. Group five, up 50% to 99 cents per, per share. 50% for group five. I mean, it was on its knees a few months ago. Yeah, look, I mean, it had, didn't they announce the, there was some, there was some deal that they announced that I just can't quite recall it now. Didn't they, didn't they say about that one contract that they had that they've been sued on and the lit litigation's ongoing and they should claim something back, but all the guarantees have been called. But anyway, it doesn't matter whether there was news or not in them. These shares are so bombed and there's so little trade. The share price, look at Avenge, it's up 20% or down 20% every single day because it trades yeah. one cent up or down. <laughs> and there's no volume. So if any, even if a small buyer comes in for these sheds, the price can do that. A couple of other you, stories as well. Take a, yeah, yeah. You've got to take a leap of faith to buy the, the building and construction shares. One day but they'll come back. One day they will. One day it will come back. I was just about to say that. One day. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but not now. Comair Limited trading statement. Would you, would you ever invest in an airline? No. No, this is the one of the most difficult industries to invest in because especially the low-cost airlines, although I think all airlines are low-cost airlines nowadays because if you're not, you, you cannot compete. It's a race to the bottom as to you can give the cheapest fare. No, just on principle, I would not invest. It's just too risky and too volatile. And I know a couple of people are saying buy Comi, and I've got the greatest respect for Comi's management. I think that's fantastic management. Yes. I think I think the group has shown their ability to manage a company very, very successfully, but in a terrible industry. And they still don't tell us, Wayne, whether it's uh, BA Comair or whether it's Kalula that's contributing the most or contributing no. the worst. They never separate that, and I think that's naughty of them. Yeah, they probably should separate them. But I don't know, there's too much difference between them. As I said, I think virtually all airlines are low-cost airlines now. Interestingly enough, and I mean, it's a sample of one, which is me. Yes. Whenever I fly anywhere, the seats, the planes are full. Eh? I yeah. take a flight anywhere in South Africa or even neighboring countries, the planes are full. If you don't, get, if you don't book online or get to the booking counter, an hour before the plane leaves, you've got a middle seat. You've got no choice between aisle or window. I'll take the next plane. The I, will plane. Never, I will never have a middle seat. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm six foot five, and I will never, ever take that middle seat. I'd rather miss my meeting or <laughs> reconciliation with my family members, whatever yeah. it is. I can't do that. But, um, Wayne, yeah, maybe you're taking flights on a Monday or a Friday. I don't know, no, but no, it's ben, certainly not said, representative. As I said, it's a sample, as mm. I said, it's a sample of one. Yeah. Okay, um, other things now. Lewis Group coming up with a yes, uh, with a trading update. And you've liked Lewis in the past. Yes. And look, they've done well. I mean, there's a little bit of distortion in the numbers because they bought United Fashion Outlets UFO. Yeah. But when you take store-on-store sales up 7%, no one else has showed that. So they've clearly gained market share. 
and they're doing quite well. And last time I looked, the share was up about 6%. Spur Corporation Limited sales update for the six months ended 31st of December. What a competitive graveyard this has yes. been over the last, well, actually, probably more than a year. Yeah. Look, I've, I've met Spur Management on quite a few occasions, and they also impressed me. But this is not that dissimilar to low-cost airlines. This is a highly competitive in a tough consumer environment. But we know they had the problems last year with that incident at one of their stores, and that quite severely affected them. Yes. I don't think this is bad to actually start looking at these sort of consumer types. In other words, similar to the retailers. Look at these consumer orientated shares now because surprisingly enough, I'm relatively optimistic. I don't want to be sound too bullish, but I'm quite optimistic about our South African shares, our South African economy. I think this next two years, I don't say it's going to be great, but it's going to be significantly better than the last nine. Well, certainly fund managers are putting their money where their mouths are because I noticed the Bank of America Merrill Lynch fund manager survey that came across my desk a couple of days ago. 85% of respondents are bullish about the South African economy versus 67% the previous time. And they're big buyers of financials in particular. And I know that you've also been a part of that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I've been pushing banks for a long time. They Certainly, they're probably still, they, they, they still are cheap, although they have gone up a little bit from the absolute lows that we've seen. Look, what do we need to sort South Africa out? We need to restore confidence, and hopefully the new leadership in the ANC will restore the confidence that has been so sadly lacking in the last many, many, many years, as we all well know. Mm-hmm. So our primary problem here is a confidence issue. Consumers are not over-indebted. Companies are not over-indebted. The stuff that we sell as a country, our exports have not collapsed. You know, our infrastructure hasn't collapsed. Even though I think we came close to it, our governance hasn't collapsed as a country. You know, all forms of governance hasn't collapsed as a country. Um, ESCOM is still a major, major worry, but the state president will more than likely make an announcement at the State of the Nation address because Minister Gordon said this Eskom thing will be sorted out and will give a principal decision soon. Right. So we hope that that ultimately gets sorted out. Someone's going to have to pay. So either they're going to sell some and foreigners will pay or they're going to bail out and taxpayers will pay or someone's going to have to pay or we're going to get higher electricity tariffs. Someone's got to pay. But at least if we can get some clarity on that, it will help a lot of overseas investor perceptions. And I was busy today, actually surprising enough, doing some work. And I, and I looked at all of the changes and only the senior changes in either the state-owned enterprises or the law enforcement agencies and prosecution agencies and the government and the SABC and the whole lot. And I looked at only the senior people. And I came up with a list of about 80 senior people who are no longer there. So there is change. Yeah, there is change. Lots more change to come, of course. And you can... There's a lot more to come. You can change for the sake of change as well. You get rid of somebody because he or she was doing really badly and put someone else in. And that person is also doesn't have the requisite skill set in order to put... I mean, I know... Put wrong right. Yeah, I know it's setting the wrong base. And I have confidence that this will not be the outcome. But you almost don't mind if an incompetent, honest person is put in place. 
Maybe I've got a chance of a job then, Wayne. Um, there's another thing. Breit has come up with a restructuring story. It says here, New Look has the requisite approvals for its proposed balance sheet restructuring. When you, as a fund manager with 50 years' experience, 10, 20 years' experience, rather, you, you look at a company that has destroyed shareholder value from 180 down to 25, 26, 27 rand a share, whatever it is at the moment. Do you say to yourself, you can restructure as much as you like, I'm leaving you alone at the moment? Or do you say, let's have a Hail Mary and let's buy this thing? Okay, it, it all depends. Sometimes you do say Hail Mary, like it's not quite the same, but like ShopRite, like maybe Anglo-American when it was 50. Sometimes you do you do actually say the investment gods are shining on me and giving me an opportunity to buy a good company at a cheap price. Mm. But it all depends, in my view, from my experience, and it sometimes it feels like 50 years' experience, <laughs> you look at what has that company been able to achieve in the past. In other words, is it a good company? Is it a well-known brand? Has it been successful in the past? And then you say, what caused this problem, and if you can clearly see that's the issue, then you say, I'm going to buy it. Now, new look, unfortunately, is different. I don't think it's ever proved itself in the past, and I don't know what it's going to do to restructure and prove itself into the future. Because you can restructure your debt and your leases and go into insolvency or creditor protection or whatever they call it in the UK, mm. but you've got to get the customers back in your shop buying your product. So restructuring doesn't help you do that. A restructuring just keeps you alive, keeps your head above water. And I'm not convinced that New Look has now got this unique offering. Okay, what was the problem with New Look? Number one, they paid too much for it. They were desperate for growth because the other businesses they've got there are actually nice businesses. I mean, essentially, it boils down to Virgin Active. It's the biggest one of the other businesses. But there are a lot of other little businesses. Premier Foods as well, I forgot about that. Yeah. So these are, these are actually nice businesses but just a little boring, a little ex-growth. So if, you, if you walk along the street... In, in, bought new look. Yeah, if you have a look at new look, it really does need a new look. It is the yes. most unappealing shop I've ever seen Dying. in my life. I mean, and I can imagine that people, that, you know, 18 to 35-year-olds would walk along and say, there's so much competition, you really don't entice me into your shop. You are boring looking. So it now, needs something, it needs a massive makeover. Yeah. Now, that's one of the problems is that they bought New Look and New Look's, New Look's target market, and I'm being quite honest now, New Look's target market was 42 to 45-year-old, slightly overweight UK woman. You told me that, yeah. Okay. I think you then said pear-shaped, actually, last young. time we spoke. Yeah. We're going young. Mm. We're going young. We're going young. And they've got a new MD there with a very fancy hairstyle, very natty dresser, all, all edgy and, you know, all, you know, exactly what I'm not. And he was going to now attract the 18 to 25-year-old, you know, new age millennials, whatever you want to call them, into the shop. Mm. And that was a complete and utter catastrophe. Because not only did they not come, is that the traditional market left, because the traditional market went into there and said, I'm not buying these seven-inch high pink boots, you know. You've done a lot of research so on this, Wayne. I'm surprised. Both markets. Mm didn't work into the one they wanted to go into and they lost the one they were in. Mm. So it's, it's a difficult one. This. It's, a, it's a difficult, difficult one. This. So that's why at 25 bucks, look, to be totally honest, I don't think you probably can't go too wrong buying it at 25, but I wouldn't go in and do it. Mm. 
Not yet. Okay. Um, let's have a look uh, briefly now as we end this conversation on what's happening in the United States of America. Really good results from Boeing. Their share price up as we speak around about 6.5%. Yes. Apple's results coming out. And, you know, you can say that their iPhone sales have fallen 15% and that is disturbing, but they're going to cut prices yes. apparently. They still made... $84.3 billion of revenue in three months, not in a year, not in five years, but in three months. It's an extraordinary story. But the market was expecting 94. That was the problem. Mm. Okay. Now, we spoke earlier on about when do you buy things. Don't get confused between the FANG shares now and the dot-com shares. They're two completely and utterly different phenomena. The current FANG shares... They've got seriously strong balance sheets and serious cash generation and are massively profitable. This is the time you use this weakness in these shares as the opportunity to buy some of them. Because, you know, no one's reaping. People are keeping their iPhones for longer. Chinese sales were down. But that's why the share price is down. But these are obviously fundamentally solid companies that have proven themselves. And they are the world leaders. Well, they so did say that about Nokia. They did buy. say that about Nokia. They did say that about BlackBerry. But I do no, think with, with Apple, yeah, but they are up. falling behind in certain I, I, areas. Yeah, look, I, I also, I, the one thing, and I've done so many wrong things in investments, and they sit in my mind, but the one right thing I did, I didn't fall for the dot-com and die data and all of these new HS. Hmm. But I honestly, truly believe that 20 years ago, there were massive there, there, there were companies that could never substantiate their share price, could never support their share price, and there was intense competition, and they all disappeared. The FANG shares now are the winners. There are such massive barriers to entry to even compete with these guys now. I don't think they're going to disappear in three years' time like the dot-com shares did, like the Nokia's did, like the Blackberries did. These guys are so entrenched. In fact, one of the biggest worries is that they are so entrenched, Facebook, Amazon, they're so entrenched that there might be almost anti-competitive legislation passed by governments against them because they are so entrenched and so powerful. You take Facebook, they can influence world opinion on subjects if they just push one subject or push one viewpoint or push one person or push one politician. I'm not saying they are doing it, but they have the potential to do that. They can literally change world opinion. So I think their biggest long-term threat, not the next three years or five years, is that governments actually legislate because they are literally, in some cases, almost as powerful as governments themselves. You're quite right. And the other one that really interests me is Netflix, because what it's done is it's affected a complete dismembering and dismantling yes. of terrestrial television. And yes. that's why Apple, I think, if Apple is going to go to the next leg, it needs to cut its iPhone prices and reestablish itself as a as the number one brand over Samsung and Huawei, etc. in certain uh, geographies. But yeah. it also needs well, Huawei's to... Huawei's dead. Yeah, it needs to... Yeah, <laughs> it really needs to do something about Netflix because Amazon's done it. I mean, Amazon's got the old Top Gear, yes. etc., if Apple can do that and compete with Netflix, and I'm not sure they can, they're too far behind, then they've got mm. a chance. But Netflix is a fascinating story. Thank you.
Okay, Wayne, there's another piece of information I need to talk to you about, and that's 213,000 new private sector jobs were created in the United States of America during the month of January. The ADP numbers came out today. It's a massive, mm. again, a massive amount of new jobs. Whether they're good quality yeah. jobs, I don't know. But 213,000 yeah, people yeah. are now able to go out proudly and, and spend yeah. some money because they've, they've got a job. And the Fed meets tonight. Maybe interest rate rises, maybe no, back on I, the table. I doubt it there. You don't no, think so? No. There's one saving grace in this period that we're in now and have been in for a long time. There's no underlying inflation. So I'm not saying rates won't go up. I doubt it will go up today. I'm not saying they won't go up again, maybe twice over the next six months or year. But there's the 2008 crisis scared people so much. They haven't, they're not borrowing and spending. And there's no rampant inflation in any major economy worldwide and because of this the excessively low interest rates and massive liquidity injections into the world economy post 2008 might be the only free lunch i've ever seen in investments that's quite a statement it might be i'm not sure yet but it might be because normally Lower interest rates and excess liquidity injections leads to higher inflation, which leads to higher interest rates, which knocks their head on the equity market and the housing market. That's the normal progression of events. This time around might actually be different, and I fully understand the danger of that sentence this time around. I've just heard, yeah, I've just, I've just reminded me, this time it's different. I'm writing that down. Yeah, it's January dangerous statement. That. Wayne McCurry, this time... You did say you did qualify it with might. Wayne, thanks so much for your time this evening, as always. That's okay. Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday.